0: Alright, everybody, welcome to BO Boys for Monday, November 6th. F it. It's a raw feed. We are doing it
1: live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. So Clayton coming to a little late this weekend. Uh usually we'd be dropping on Monday morning a little later in that. And let's just let's just state the culprit up, up front. Daylight savings time. It comes for its all. I mean, do do you want to admit it? You I mean I, I, I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm no, set no. you up. No, no.
0: Okay, do we want to go there, Mr. Mr. Yeah.
1: Weekending in New Hampshire? I was weekending. I was weekending 100%. I kept it local, American dirt. I didn't weekend in Europe. I wasn't in Berlin. I wasn't in Hong Kong. I was in New Hampshire visiting extended relatives. And I would say, though, the reason we're a little late is someone – because of daylight savings time, fell asleep. Someone. Yes.
0: Yes. Because they worked all day, came home covered in soot. Right. Kicked their boots off, had not heard from Mr. New Hampshire. Right. Thought. I was en route, en route, en route. I'll take. Well, I didn't know that. I'll take a little siesta nap. Right. Turned into a full night's sleep. Okay, and now you're looking at this beautiful specimen now, if you're a YouTube subscriber. so yes. you know that that was worth it.
1: So you took a soot sleep in a soot covered bed. yeah, and okay, I will right, well, listen. I have, I have you know soot what?
0: resistant sheets. yeah I hose them off every morning.
1: Oh, so they're just like they're plastic sheets.
0: They're so resistant
1: soot resistant, which means they must be a hard material like a plastic. Well, listen, I'm glad. You're here, you're unsooted. If you're a YouTube subscriber, which everyone should be, you could see that Clayton has not a speck of soot on him and he's ready to go and I'm ready to go and we're ready to talk about this box office weekend. So Clayton, could you give us a plow for the box office weekend of Friday, November 5th, 2023?
0: Number one, Five Nights at Freddy's made $19 million, down 76%. It added 114 theaters. It's at $113.2 million in its second weekend. Number two, Taylor Swift, The Eras Tour event, $13.6 million, down only 12%. It lost 169 theaters. It's at $166 million in its fourth weekend of release. Number three, Killers of the Flower Moon made 6.8 million dollars down 26 percent. it added 154 theaters it's at 52.2 million dollars in its third weekend number four a newbie priscilla made five million dollars and it is now at 5.3 million dollars in its quote-unquote second weekend it had a very limited release so this is its wide release number five another newbie Radical made two point six million dollars in only four hundred and nineteen theaters. It's at two hundred and sixty uh two hundred I'm sorry, two point six million dollars in its first weekend. and that is your top
1: five. So I mean, that top five radicals the one that we did not have on our radar when we mm-hmm. did our weekend preview. Um, I think we talked about the march the marsh man's daughter. was that the march the Marsh Kings daughter, that Daisy Ridley? Movie, yep. we mentioned, and did that w- where did that end up coming in? Did Marshman's Daughter not even make the top 20? I'm looking, I'm seeing no number,
0: unlucky number 13.
1: 13 made okay, yep,
0: number 13 made eight hundred and forty nine thousand dollars, which
1: I called because okay. that is
0: Armageddon time, baby.
1: Yep, yep. Yeah, I mean, this is a movie that uh, uh, we we just remembered that it was coming out right before we finished our weekend preview episode. Daisy Ridley obviously does not mean much post-Star Wars. And, and this isn't on her. It's just it is what it is. This is a movie that had no promotion and no one cared about it. But this movie, Radical, mm-hmm. is a Spanish-language film which apparently has already been doing uh, uh, Bafa Peso in Mexico, has been doing big business down there. Now it's it's opening in the States. And Eugenio Derbez, he is a star. Big star. Of some, a big star. He is a big star and a, a star that we should not have uh, let elude us in our weekend preview. But here we are, came in number five. And yeah. I mean the, the hats off to this movie making 2.7 million and only 419 theaters That's in the great. US. That it has the highest, and this was a week weekend, but it had the highest per theater average in the top 10. Yeah. I
0: mean, this is a guy who is a like you said, he's an international star. Mm-hmm. Also, when we've talked about all the sea change in the box office and theater going. And I wouldn't say this is necessarily a sea change because there's always been the Hispanic, Latino population going to see movies. This is nothing new. Yep. But we are really seeing a lot of over indexing post COVID yes. yes. with Hispanic, Latino people, families, young people, mm-hmm. people of all ages. The theater going is something that is part of their life and on their radar and a big part of their entertainment consumption yes and these are the kind of movies that are aimed squarely for them and they will go see it especially with a name guy which he's a guy who's been in uh uh, regular hollywood movies he's been really good in a lot of these things Uh, he's a winning personality yeah but he's he's a guy to watch in the future these these sorts of movies are just going to get bigger and bigger in the states.
1: Yeah, I mean, he had the overboard remake, the mm-hmm. the the him and Anna Faris. He had How to Be a Latin Lover. That was he's a very small
0: key, yeah. And then um, he but those
1: had are, it, the it, Door a, of the
0: Explorer movie. He also was in, which was sort of a disappointment, but he was yes. a lead in that.
1: But but it is the type of thing he's now become a. He's obviously a star to Spanish language audiences, but. I think he's just a guy people know just in the States. You know, English language audiences are now familiar with uh, uh, Eugenio Derbez. Am I am I getting that correct? Eugenio Derbez? Possibly.
0: I'm not the guy to ask, but yeah,
1: Eugenio Derbez. And he's obviously starting to, to, to just break through in that Q score. With all audiences here. And listen, this is not we're, we're not saying that radical came out and made 50 million dollars this weekend and made 2.7 million, but in that few screens with that theater average, he's definitely someone that is at the least familiar now to mm-hmm. all these audiences. And you know, we were not uh, aware of what this movie is, but then we looked it up and it's a movie, it's a comedy drama, and he's playing a teacher. Just some hard scrabble kids, and that's it's it's classic. It's tale as old as time. That's the type of story that people eat up with a spoon in any language.
0: Uh, This is also the same company that released all the way back in 2013. Do you remember this? Instructions not included, which is uh, which also starred Eugenio and grossed 44.4 million dollars. Yep big surprise hit so yeah that that was his
1: breakthrough i think that's pre-latin lover that's the one that made hollywood stand up and and you know take notice like who's this dude who's this dude so uh great great for him great to see you know on a weekend like this where there were no big movies you know dune 2 was supposed to come out and obviously that didn't happen Mm -hmm. no big new releases You need stuff like that to just get people in the door, fill those gaps, fill those holes. And you you look at this top five. I mean, we'll get to the new release. Priscilla five nights at Freddy's. There's not much to say. I mean, that's 76% drop. This movie could have dropped 98% this weekend. Still a success. Yep. Still a success. I would have done, I mean, if you're, if you're a YouTube subscriber, you know what I'm doing here. You, you see what I'm doing there? Oh, I wow. Have, I would have, uh, for our podcast listeners, I made the jerk off motion. It's
0: pretty crass.
1: But, but to say that it doesn't matter, you know, it's yeah. like, oh, uh, five nights at Freddy's dropped 99% jerk off motion. Everyone knows, oh, it doesn't matter.
0: I guess some people take jerking off more serious than others.
1: Well, it's, it's, this is, uh, listeners know this is not a, uh, it's not a porno jerking off. It's a, yeah. who gives a shit jerking off. I get it. Yeah. So that's the, what the jerk off motion would mean. If you were to say five nights to Freddy drop 98% jerk off motion means, oh, who cares? Yeah. The, I mean, the, 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 reason is this movie making as much money as it has, it doesn't matter what the second weekend drop is. Yeah and it's Absolutely. day and date on peacock and you know it's for this budget too i mean for, yeah yeah know. and it still dropped less than halloween ends halloween ends dropped 80 percent a year ago in its second oh. weekend 80 oh. percent off of a like much Smaller opening weekend Uh, than Five Nights at Freddy's. I mean, it really does harken back to what a disaster those two Halloween sequels, especially the third one was.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, also, you know, you're looking at that. And then I'm looking at this Taylor Swift movie. Only a 12% drop. uh, That's that's amazing.
1: Yeah. That's the one that really is shocking to me. Because, I mean... That's repeat, that's repeat, repeat business is what that is. Yeah. And, and and I think to some degree, it's the Taylor Swift movie breaking through to audiences that are not just the super fans or the people dragged there by super fans. Uh, I disagree with that. I think it's, you think it's, this is no way $13 million and it's, what was this? The fourth weekend, fourth weekend made 13 and a half million dollars. You don't think that it's starting to become a thing of, of nope. curious people who've waited, dude. Nobody's curious
0: enough to sit through two and a half hours of a of a person they either don't like, haven't heard their music, or have no interest in. This is repeat. This has to be repeat business. You're not. This is not I, like Oppenheimer situation because Oppenheimer is a, a narrative. Right. With uh, special effects and Nolan as a guy that is known. This is a concert film with 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 songs that uh, people who are not into Taylor Swift are not going to go to a concert film and sit there for almost three hours. I'm not going to do it. I disagree. I
1: disagree. I disagree, but it's not correct. I, I think that at some point something becomes a phenomenon. And obviously Taylor Swift on her own has been a phenomenon for a while, but this movie after three weekends of just all of these headlines, all of this box office money, everyone's talking about it. You, you go to the office, you're on your zoom meeting, whatever it is that you do for a living, you're shoveling soot like Clayton does. And the person next to you is, is talking about, it. I took my kids to see it. I saw it. It was packed. Everyone was dancing. You know, this movie's made records amount of money for a concert film. I do think then curious parties go out for the first time in the fourth weekend. in the fourth I,
0: week. I don't because I, then you're not going to get the right experience if you're going fourth weekend, because it's it's not going to be but, as but crowded and as go. much of a celebration. I don't agree. I disagree uh, so strongly with this.
1: So you don't think you think this 13 and a half million was just an obvious. This is
0: a strong fan base that will go multiple times. That's what this is. And yeah, I'm
1: not saying there's no curious people. Of, of course. course there's and curious, And people. I'm not saying that there isn't repeat business, but I, I think the curious people factor is significant.
0: I disagree. I think that
1: this movie I has disagree. generated so many headlines that it has brought out people who have resisted for a while.
0: Uh, If you're resisting Taylor Swift for what, four weeks, you're not going to give in now. You're just not, you're just not there. There is a level with this where you're just not going to reach certain people.
1: I think that you look at humanity as a lot more stubborn than they actually are. I disagree. People change. People change.
0: You're not going to change he, in
1: four weeks. Oh, I think you could change. And I think you could, I think with this amount of, of, of buzz and this amount of uh, headlines and, and the BO boys talking about it week after week, I do think that makes people change. Pat, the buzz is gone.
0: The, the buzz is gone. You know who, what people were ready for? They were ready for Freddie. This is people that are beyond the buzz. These are people who I want to see this again and again. That's if the buzz, if the
1: buzz was gone, I don't know. I do think if the buzz was gone, we would have seen a you know fifty percent drop in the in the fourth weekend. We wouldn't only see a thirteen percent drop. The buzz is still there for this Taylor Swift movie. I mean, I know it's it's shocking because we both thought this was going to fall off a cliff at this point. We we did not uh, foresee it making thirteen and a half million dollars, and I think that the buzz is reaching more and more people.
0: I mean, please email us with your opinions on this because I could not more strongly disagree with Pat. I may, this may be the strongest disagreement I've ever had with you on this show.
1: I disagree about that. I disagree. We have disagreed so much stronger. I mean, just even just recently go back into the months leading into uh, uh, the opening of Barbie. Oh, I mean, we again, almost
0: got into a physical altercation there
1: multiple uh, times. It almost came yeah. to blows. But that it was off mic. That
0: was off mic. This is on mic.
1: This is on, probably the strongest on mic. I I disagree. I totally disagree. We've disagreed so much stronger in the past even on mic, even just I know off mic with Barbie, we almost came to blows. On mic on Barbie, we often were virtually uh, in different places. So we couldn't almost come to blows, but mm-hmm. we did yell. We did yell. We've, I, I fully disagree with you saying this the most we've disagreed. We've disagreed much stronger in the past, much uh, stronger.
0: I'd have to disagree. Let's, let's move on though. Cause we'll okay. see what happens with Taylor Swift next weekend. When. A little movie and we can't get that we can't talk about we can't talk about it
1: we got to save it for the wednesday preview which we're scheduled to have our comic book expert david thompson on so we i know what you're gonna say the marvels, the but marvels. we can't okay, go okay, into well, we the marvels on this episode. We, we that'll be on the next episode let's talk but, priscilla yeah let's okay. talk Priscilla. priscilla's a movie that could have ate into the taylor swift uh uh fourth weekend but it really didn't but it is what we uh, thought it was You know, it is what we thought it was. It's more, I would say, what I thought it was, because I was a little higher on this opening weekend than you were. Yeah.
0: Dude, the number, the opening was 5 million. We were talking about an opening for what? What was the movie? We were talking about Uh, um,
1: Marie Antoinette. Yeah. And I I had it. You thought it wasn't going to come close. And I. I, uh, That's not true.
0: That's not true. (laughs) It's like you haven't listened
1: to the show. I, I disagree. I'm trying to spell Antoinette. Uh, Marie Antoinette. Well, that opened to 5.3 million. I think that's her highest opening weekend that uh, uh, Sophia Coppola of any Sophia Coppola directed film. Marie Five Antoinette three. in 2006, 5.3. That's her and high watermark. And I water said mark. under. I said it would you be under, and it is under. So I am correct. But barely under. Barely under. Close
0: enough. It is Under. It, it's you said under, this could make more. You said this could be like seven or eight, six or seven or eight. That's not what happened here. This made okay. five. It was under Marie Antoinette. And that is what I said. So I am correct.
1: So though, if you look at Sofia Coppola's films, it's the second ice opener. You know, it's almost made as much as the, the biggest Oprah she ever had. Marie Antoinette, Marie Antoinette, of course, had a big star. And Kirsten Dunst, it was coming off of her biggest hit, Lost in Translation, ended up legging out to being the biggest hit she ever had. Yeah. So I would say overall, this is a this is a pretty good opening weekend for a Sophia Coppola film. You know, she was on a little bit of a box office dry spell, I guess you could say. Beguiled and Bling Ring, you know, opens to three million, opens two million. So her getting this uh, opening a movie to five million with no real stars I would say is pretty good pretty good
0: the ip is elvis
1: the ip is elvis yeah
0: right so it the star is not the actors in this uh this is the ip which is elvis adjacent right and the thing is this is an a24 film and now you know it's easy to get caught up in the fact that a24 has had big hits that have made a lot of money recently talked to me it was a big hit and of course everything everywhere all at once right but A twenty four also puts out small movies that don't make a lot of money yes. and that's what priscilla is priscilla yeah. is a low budget small movie by an auteur that could it's break awards it, play. It, it, yeah, it's an awards play it could break out possibly sometimes these things break out mm-hmm. this one did not and it
1: will mm-hmm. not and I, that's I agree yeah i i think that You know, Elvis is the IP, but it's not to, I would say it's not the version of Elvis that the fans of that IP are going to clamor for, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's a, it's a movie in which maybe Elvis is kind of not doing the right thing, you know, in, in some way. And I haven't seen this film, but obviously it's about his relationship with someone who's much younger than him, which. You know, the movie Elvis with uh uh uh, uh Austin, Butler Austin Butler definitely skirts that, which is what the fans of the Elvis IP want. They want yeah. that relationship skirted. And yes. Priscilla is putting that relationship up front. And I don't know if the, it's all about the skirt. It's all about the skirt. And and that is not what the at this point, the elderly fans of Elvis really want they want that skirted they don't want it about the skirt no absolutely not so um i
0: i think this is more like you said it's going to be awards play Mm -hmm. i'm not hearing great buzz about this in that capacity really other than the young lady that plays Priscilla, possibly, but possibly, I think, but best actress is
1: so crowded this year, you know, yeah,
0: uh, yeah. both, both supporting and best actress are so crowded. It's going to be very difficult for this to make any waves.
1: Yeah. And, and Sophia Coppola, you know, she won the screenwriting Oscar for Lost in Translation. Bill Murray got the nomination that year. I'm pretty sure she got a directing and best picture nomination for that movie, And since then, I think she's kind of been blanked at the Oscars anyway. I mean, Beguiled, Bling Ring, Marie Antoinette, I don't think any of those, the the On the Rocks with Bill Murray, even in the COVID year, that movie got no nomination. So she's a great filmmaker and someone who's a name filmmaker, but she isn't really an Oscar favorite anymore so i don't think priscilla is going to change that
0: no 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 she's not on that sort of oh everything she does gets a a very hard look right 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 you know i i want to really quick because we do want to talk about the wonka tracking that dropped okay but before we do that let's go down this chart uh, a ways under the creator under anatomy of a fall under the holdovers under Oppenheimer. Okay. Gran Turismo based on a true story. Went up. 1,269%. It added 1,363 theaters. It did. in it's 11th weekend. It made $400,000. Now what is happening this is this is curious right could this be some sort of double feature situation possibly i mean what else with sony is is playing right now uh the the other reason i can think of it is in our preview for uh five nights at freddy's Mm-hmm. I keep wanting to say I do the same thing you do. I want to say Freddy got fingered.
1: Yes, yes.
0: But Five Nights of Freddy Got Fingered is not. I mean, that is not a movie that general audiences would want to see. Probably not, at least in theaters.
1: Is, is that possibly a uh, Seltzer and Friedberg style mashup? You know, yes. parody film. I mean, where you it's just Five gave Nights those... of Freddy Got Fingered, and then Paris Hilton falls down and she farts herself to death
0: yeah yeah although it'd probably be like kendall jenner now
1: okay or yeah, some yeah.
0: youtuber we don't even know some makeup youtuber who would do right right would, see but i do, I don't one. think
1: seltzer and friedberg would i think they would still go to it's paris hilton and it's it's uh it's borat so they're not up
0: to date they're not cutting edge anyway what i want to say is this bump could be due to okay danny Eskimology. Yeah. He came out firing on all cylinders. He did. And basically, screaming, screaming, screaming. and he will deny this, but he basically told me to shut the fuck up. Yes. This happened, right? Yes. Uh, We were talking about Gran Turismo and he basically said in not so many words, shut the fuck up. Yes. Took the talking stick, Mm -hmm. took the conch shell. Yes. And said, this movie, Gran Turismo is a great movie. It got fucked by the strike. Yep. And this is a great movie and give this movie it's flowers. He didn't say that, but that's what a young person would say.
1: Yep. And Sony
0: heard this and Sony listens to our show because they all listen to our show. All right. I mean, this is is the
1: greatest proof ever that, that the top brass at Sony listens to the B.O. boys.
0: And they said, you know what? Danny, I screen from I screen.
1: You, you scream, scream for, for number The four. number
0: four movies. Yep. He says, give this another shot. People will watch it. People will see it. And you know what? They put it in theaters and they went out and done did it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because
0: they thought, okay, Five Nights at Freddy's, that's a video game movie. Great. People are thinking about video game movies. Let's put the video game movie back in theaters because Danny
1: came on and said, that's a good idea. And they did it. They did it. I I mean, honestly, I am scouring the internet as we speak. I don't see any other reason why this Gran Turismo after what is this? It's three months ago. It came out, came out in August. Why this would suddenly out of nowhere, have a jump in theater count. Like you said, it has added thirteen hundred theaters and jumped 180. Uh, Wait, it jumped uh, almost almost twelve hundred percent. Yeah, from last week. Yep, it, it has to be Danny's cut the shit moment on the Bo Boys, and yet the Freddie got finger. Uh, I, I, I know, can't can't, can't do it. I mean, we're just, you know, it's Gen Xers like us are, you know, it's pretty X- Uh, But Five Nights at Freddy's really did make all these theater owners say, what's the video game movie we could get in here next weekend? There's no Dune 2. And obviously that was a big issue this past weekend is Dune 2 was never replaced. You mm-hmm. know, the Taylor Swift movie in its fourth weekend obviously filled a big hole for, for the box office, but Dune 2 is supposed to come out. These theaters needed product. They heard Danny. And and I'm guessing that the National Alliance of Theater Owners, they listen to the BO boys. They heard Danny go on and on about Gran Turismo. And they said, we got to book this movie in our theaters. It's the video game movie that Danny endorses. And so we got to get this in the theaters. Um, It's it's this is a very possibly interesting story here. Mm hmm. You know, can Gran Turismo and you know, like we said, the movie that we shall not name until our weekend preview episode is coming out on Friday. So that'll get a lot of theaters. But that's a good showing this past weekend for Gran Turismo. There might be a little bit of a Cinderella story here. It also did just drop on P V O D uh just this past week. So no, it's been on P V O D for a while. Has it been? Okay. I feel like it's been a PVOD for a while. Um, I'm not sure I'm seeing some, okay. So, but, but this should also give it, oh, it's now available. No, I'm seeing four days ago, Gran Turismo now available on digital now available to bring home on Blu-ray and digital tomorrow. Blu-rays come out after PVOD.
0: What is the rental price for it?
1: Okay. Oh, well, because if I, the I,
0: rental price is six dollars, then that means that it's been out on PVOD for a while.
1: So, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, but it's out on PVOD. I think that there's probably more chatter about this movie than there was pre Danny's appearance on the Bo Boys, and that's absolutely goose the box office. It'll probably goose the PVOD. I mean, this is the type of thing that you know i'm sure they want a gran turismo based on a true story to be a franchise and mm-hmm. the box office run it had in august and september didn't really put it in that place but who knows maybe it gets a second life here with these these uh uh strong weekends late in life in the box office and on PBOD, and maybe danny's rant could lead to gran turismo becoming the franchise it was always meant to be
0: yeah It could be one of those things where it was, you know, of course, the first one's not going to be Austin Powers, but a similar trajectory of like, yes, Austin Powers did not make a lot in its initial run. And then the second movie opened to what the whole first one made in its run. So I mean, it's a possibility with this sort of run uh, word of mouth. Now, yeah, it has been in PVOD for a while because it's a it's it's 14 purchase. It's fourteen ninety nine, and to rent it. it's five ninety nine. So, got it. It has been on PVOD for a while.
1: Got it. Um, yeah, I don't see any other. Because if I'm looking at, I don't think it's a drive-in double feature situation. I mean, I think drive-ins are probably mostly closed anyway. And there's no other Sony movie. That's doing well. That Sony would have paired it with, it's no. it's the Danny factor. The I, Danny I really, factor
0: is real. Yeah, and it's yeah. spectacular. It's, it's
1: spectacular. It's spectacular. Yeah, Um, and just you know, looking at Sony movies, Equalizer three now at ninety two million. You know, just again, just just putting a putting a a, a uh, reminder on what a great run Denzel had with this movie. Didn't get to yep. hundred million, but that 92 million is also incredible.
0: Yep. Keeps him from having to eat those wings, which he never will have to do.
1: Well, that brings up, you know, uh, I, I want to go to some emails that we got. Okay, great. And we'll we get to Wonka
0: at the end here.
1: We'll get to, we're going to get to Wonka and these, and these, uh, the, the early projections that are coming out. But we got an email from wannabe old boy, Eric, one of a, a long time wannabe old boy now. So th- thanks for, for writing into us, Eric. And he asks, he has uh, he has an email, subject line is ferns and hot wings. So I'll just read the beginning of this. Dear B.O. boys in 2023, does any A-list star want to appear on between two ferns? I believe a lower pri- profile star May appear between the ferns if they believe it will cross them over with a wider audience. Someone like Mia Goth would do it. But anyone who's already high profile would find this ironic, bad-on-purpose show insulting to be on. Jessica Chastain may have sat between the fern years ago. But those days are over. Um, So let's just start there with the between two ferns factor i i love that eric brought this up because this is a show an internet show i have not thought about in years um and, and I millennial almost, bullshit well i was gonna say i almost feel like we need to you know the audience that is coming to us because they want to hear uh, uh analysis about five nights at freddy's almost said it again they probably don't even know what between two ferns is barely so would you agree this is no longer part of any promotional machine? Even when the no. SAG strike is over, you know, next year Dune Two comes out or Challengers comes out, is there any chance Zendaya goes on a special episode of Between Two Ferns? No way. No way. No way. Because
0: Zach Galifianakis, who is the host of it, yeah. You know, this was a it was in the
1: Beanie a, Babies movie,
0: it was in the Beanie Babies movie, it was a bomb. Yeah. Also, yeah. there was a between two ferns Netflix movie that tanked mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. However, a streamo movie can tank, it tanked. Mm-hmm. So, this I don't even think is a going concern. I mean, obviously the hot wings is where you go.
1: Mm-hmm. So and so then y-
0: you've got another you have a whole new generation of People doing this sort of thing like uh, a, a, a young woman who just sort of popped and everybody's talking about, oh, is she an industry planner or whatever? Is that Bobby?
1: Bobby Al- Altoff Bobby Al-Tough. Al-Tough she, is She's doing, the one who does like, oh, you're a rapper. What's she's that? Doing, yeah, she's she
0: doing that. Between Two Ferns. That's Between right. Two Ferns. That is right. I'm asking somebody shitty questions and – making them look foolish and then they're going to make only the other, the other thing is like, they're not making her look foolish or certain people are, because I think offset was the one right. Who made her look extremely foolish. Yes. But there are other versions of this now that have younger people, people that are more relevant doing this sort of format. So between two ferns is, is very much in the, in the rear view mirror because also those questions were offensive and you can't ask those sort of questions in jest anymore. Okay. You can't use that sort of uh language, you can't make these sort of like sexist uh slash racist comments that are were done in jest in that time period. You can't do that anymore. So if between two ferns came back, they would have to switch up the sort of questions they ask.
1: Got it, got it. Yeah, I I I think that's true. I think that is is. Not going to come back, you know, sag strikes over time to promote again. I don't think we are going to, I think Eric nailed it. I don't think we're ever going to see. I, I, he said someone like Mia Goth would do it. I, I think no no way, no way. She'll go on that. The, the Bobby, Bobby Altiaba show and, and sit with her doing her version of between two ferns. Here's
0: here, here's, here's this is like a perfect example of this. We have been talking a little bit about like who's going to eat the wings and who won't eat the wings. Yes. Now, right now, uh, with the sag strike, it's almost impossible. Right. No No one one can Yeah. Bradley Cooper is a guy who, for me, was on the fence because the maestro is a movie that's going to need promotion to people that are, you know, the younger people need to sort of know who this person was and that this movie, what is it about? and who was this person that uh, is getting this biopic treatment Mm -hmm. and there's a possibility because he's directing it and starring in it that he would eat the wings okay because it's not him starring in a movie that is a blockbuster or really well known or something that is a more commercial film where he wouldn't have to eat the wings Mm. but he is good friends, or at least was good friends with Zach Alphagos. I believe they're probably still good friends because Bradley Cooper is one of the most loyal people in Hollywood. We've seen right. this. He's yes. still, you know, David Wayne shows, he shows David Wayne cuts of his movies because they work together. Yeah. When that's he loyalty. first started out, right. That's yeah. loyalty. Um, He would not go on tooth between two ferns to promote maestro. He would not. Even right. having a friendship with Zach Alphanakis, he would not sit between the ferns.
1: Right. But he would eat the hot ones. But he would eat the hot ones. Yeah, he would eat the hot wings. Well, so just uh, a little more from Eric here. He says Denzel and Leo would never in a million years eat the hot wings. But Eric here proposes something interesting. He says, but Tom Cruise is in the exact position where it would make sense for him. In 2025 or 2026, when the next Mission Impossible movie comes out, Tom will want to reintroduce himself after the disappointment attached to Mission 7. However, while he's in the position to do it, I predict he won't. He's still not able to act like he's from the same planet as us in casual interviews. Just this summer, he had a couple of slightly crazy moments for podcast interviews that felt reminiscent of his old interview fiascos, going on Hot Ones, and not having an Oprah couch jump moment be May be as difficult of a stunt for Tom to pull off as motorcycling off a cliff into a free fall. So that is from Eric. Here's this is the crux of what I, I want to propose to you. He lays out the scenario Tom Cruise is coming off Dead Reckoning Part One. Which, Clayton, have you heard that the rumor is that the next Mission Impossible will not be called Dead Reckoning Part Two? They are going to completely memory hole. The part one, part two aspect, and they are just going to push on, give it a different title.
0: Well, it got moved back
1: a year. It got moved back a full year. Yeah, they're really trying to. I mean, they probably had to production wise, but yeah, they really want to distance the next movie from this current from dead reckoning part one. That
0: is not a rumor. It's happening. It's going to happen. They are retitling it. Wow. And they will. It will be a live, die, repeat situation where now. This will be referred to as dead
1: Dead reckoning,
0: Reckoning. right? Just dead reckoning. Yep. And I am going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say when this next one happens, Cruz eats the wings.
1: I think so too. I know Eric. It's a stunt. It's a stunt. It's a stunt. It's a stunt. Yeah. Yeah. Well, But here, I mean. Man, I mean that he the, might
0: eat the wings on a spa- in a space station. He
1: like, well, he might eat, he might I think he may is, take
0: Sean up to fucking Pluto and they right. eat wings on in a space. He would have to make it something more than just sitting at that table. Right. Or maybe not. I mean, or, because or he, he would want to humanize hottest. himself.
1: Well, I think it's about hot ones is about the the uh burning sensation that the the heat of these sauces so i don't know if it's so much that Cruz would say i've got to eat the wings while i'm on a motorcycle that's being shot out of space yeah i think it's more he says i want the seven hottest sauces that have ever existed yes that that's what i think tom and listen that could be In the next Mission Impossible. I mean, they're searching for a new title because they're not going to call it Dead Reckoning Part 2. Maybe the next Mission Impossible is Mission Impossible colon Hot Wings. And and that's the big stunt. That's the big stunt is it starts on an episode of Hot Ones, but you got to see him eat the final sauce in the movie on IMAX. Or, I mean, I love that, but also it could be its own event. It could be its own
0: IMAX Fathom event? Yeah. A Fathom event. Well, maybe not a Fathom event. Maybe he does the same thing. Hot Ones cuts a deal with AMC. Right. And it's right. like, no middleman. We, we're we basically sitting in the same studio. We just have right. the seven hottest sauces that yeah. could kill people. Yes, I mean, the that... sauces have killed people. That's what it's got
1: to be. It's got to be that Tom Cruise does hot ones and all the sauces he's going to eat have been used to torture, you know, prisoners, prisoners, whatever. Like they've been law enforcement, military grade sauces that have never been for uh, uh, consumption by the public, never been for the pleasure of eating. They have only been torture devices And he's going to put those on his hot wings.
0: And so when we're talking location, the only reason it would not maybe be in the States is because you cannot eat them in the States. So it could be international waters situation, right? but the set's going to look the same.
1: The set's the same. It's on a boat. Yeah.
0: That released as a one hour IMAX special event. I mean, talking about this Taylor Swift thing, I mean, me having to pay, 1989 for that i'd pay 30 bucks right to go to an imax theater and watch tom cruise eat the seven hottest sauces yeah that are deadly weapons they're not really yes. even like you said they're not really they're even interrogation
1: the sh- devices yeah they're
0: interrogation devices yeah with sean evans now sean would yeah. have to train for this obviously because he well, is he's also not.
1: he's also eating these have you ever watched hot
0: ones he eats no i them have too. he doesn't he just doesn't sit there and make you eat them. Right.
1: Right. No, yeah, but Sean would have to eat them too. He would have to eat them too. I mean, this would be worth it for him. This is such a big gag.
0: Oh, this is big for him. Come yeah, on. Yeah. What, and this also is his life life's work is leading to this. If Sean Evans dies eating hot wings with Tom Cruise yeah. uh, in international waters on it's an IMAX it. screen.
1: Yeah. That's it's the all way all to go. It. That's a Viking funeral. Yeah. I I I do think for sure there will be some form of Tom Cruise eating wings on hot ones when the next Mission Impossible comes out. He he needs that, re- and and it's crazy to say. You know, a, just we're just a year or so removed from the the all time triumph that was Maverick. Yeah, you know, and and. and all time blockbuster hit best picture nomination pinnacle of his career. But I do think he needs to eat those wings for the next mission possible. Dead reckoning I mean, was just yeah. such a, it wasn't a failure. I mean, no. it, you know, but it it was such a ding on him and on this franchise. That's the thing is I do think the next movie is make or break for the Mission Impossible franchise. You know, Tom Cruise is a forever star. He can make Maverick 2, and that'll be gigantic. But I do think the next Mission Impossible has to be a huge hit if he wants to keep this franchise going. And so he's going to have to eat those hot wings. And he's going to have to eat a sauce that has killed, you know, uh, men in the past.
0: It's sauces that have been used to assassinate world yes. leaders.
1: Yes, yes, yes. So, yes, it's I, like I a sauce that like Putin's bodyguards have to taste his wings before yeah. he eats them to make sure they don't have this sauce on it. That's the sauce that Tom Cruise has to eat when he's on Hot Ones in, in two years.
0: And Sean Evans, but you know what? That's his craft and he will find a way to do it. Yeah. I mean,
1: that man has no, has his his tongue is just made of steel at this point.
0: Yeah. I don't think he
1: can't be killed with sauces. Putin can be Sean Evans can't be killed with sauces at this point. No, no.
0: So let's get to it, Pat. Yeah. Let's Let's get to get to these Wonka numbers. Yes. From Deadline Anthony D is for Disney, D is for dismal stock, uh, numbers for Disney. By the way, wow, Wow. Alessandro Mm -hmm. Wonka hits early tracking with 20 to 23 million dollar opening in pre Christmas frame.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're saying UFA, 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 D, yeah, um. Well, Jeez. here's it the the thing that that makes this uh I think troublesome is that it comes out in early December and a leggy holiday run you usually want to be opening closer to that Christmas, New Year's week or so. Um, uh-huh. and Wonka is the type of movie that's going to need to have that family. Let's go see it in the second weekend. Go see it in the third weekend type of run. But if it comes out December 5th, opens to 20 million. By the time you get to Christmas, that's the problem for this movie is has it already gassed out before Mm -hmm. it even gets to that point where all the families are home and they're looking for anything to go see and oh this is a nice musical we've watched the you know like that that's the thing if this was a christmas day opener and the opening weekend was a little sluggish i'd say it doesn't matter people are going to go see this the whole following week everyone's home from school but december 5th a low opening weekend. You, you might be out of theaters by the time you get to Christmas. I don't know. But what do you well, think? Do you, do you feel like this 20 to 25 million is not a, a, a concern?
0: I don't think so. Okay. But that is because, and Anthony puts this in this article, he always does mm-hmm. such a great job. Yep. He is, he is mentioning two of the greatest Christmas runs ever mm-hmm. and one also was a musical can you name that one of course you can
1: yeah of course the greatest showman
0: opened to 19 million and then went on to make 174.3 million right amazing all
1: time classic run
0: to say that it would do that is insane insane but puss in boots the last wish opened at 12.4 Indeed a near 15 times multiple with a final domestic of 185.5. Both movies that were released around Christmas. Mm -hmm. Another movie, Jumanji, welcome to the jungle opened to 36.2. And we know what happened with that.
1: Oh, incredible run. Incredible run. I mean, the the rocks, the rocks, probably most impressive box office performance is that first Jumanji movie.
0: But again, that was not just him. It was a lot of factors there. It was
1: a lot of factors, but yeah, Yeah, I mean, but but the thing is, you look at Puss in Boots last year, it opened on December 23rd. Again, it it opened and then immediately had the holiday corridor to really kickstart it. So that's my worry is that Wonka could be out of gas by the time he gets Christmas.
0: Other things that it could maybe comp more to Bumblebee, which opened at 21.7 and did not leg out that great. And then Annie in 2014, which opened at 15.8 and did not leg out spectacularly, right? right? Right. I mean, obviously looking looking at Puss in Boots and Greatest Showman, these are two amazing stories that will maybe never be replicated or maybe not, or or maybe they will be, right? So Wonka is trending under 35 uh, males where Puss in Boots... The last wish was trending under thirty-five females, right? So mm-hmm. it depends. Is Shalomay going to be a guy now? Like this is a this is a thing. Is this his time to be a guy? Right? Could this be something that I mean we haven't seen him sing yet. I don't know. Have you seen any trailer with this guy? Singing I have a note?
1: not. Well, and here's the that thing that is worrisome.
0: With- this movie's coming out in December, and we have not seen him sing a note.
1: Here, here. you know, this is advanced, this is tracking, this is based on pre-sales, this is based on, you know, buzz and questionnaires, and, you know, are people excited? It is hard to get people to be super aware of a movie that is still a month away when the actors cannot promote it. And that's... You know the SAG talks are ongoing and that that might change at any minute by the time this episode drops. Maybe the, Fran Drescher's got an announcement saying she signed a deal and yeah. she's telling all the actors get out there and promote. That could happen any minute now or it might not happen at all. Fran Drescher's deal might fall apart. But I do think a movie like Wonka, a month out, the projections could change greatly if Timothy Chalamet is able to go out there full bore and tell everyone that this movie exists. You know, yeah. there, there is just a certain amount of the population that is not going to know this exists until the stars get out there and go on the shows. But just also tweet, retweet, Instagram it. You know, that is a factor. So that 20 million projection right now could be a lot higher in a month after some promotion. And, and and you we, know we talked about him hosting SNL. That's yeah. happening this coming Saturday, the 11th. not
0: last Saturday. We erroneously Saturday. said last Saturday.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, we got a little excited, but this Saturday, Shalamar is hosting. But if the SAG deal isn't uh, finalized, he could host the show, but he cannot say the word Wonka.
0: Well, that's a Momoa- big problem momoa just got announced as a host and he's obviously there for aquaman but right if there's no if there's no deal he can't say aquaman
1: he can't say aquaman he can't say i mean i guess you could possibly get cute with it you know if you're chalamet and he's not allowed to say wonka and talking to
0: you- tonka and say tonka trucks i really love tonka trucks i wish that you know, oh, I have a I have a speech impediment, so I say Tonka, like Wonka,
1: whatever. Right. He could do that. I mean, you could do a thing where you have to visit Yeah. Well, you have him visit Gene Wilder's grave in like a remote okay. piece, and you never say why. He just says, I just want to go see where Gene Wilder's buried. And you know, then you have another remote piece, and I know that you want to keep most of it on the stage, but you do a couple of videos That's a where a lot
0: of remotes uh,
1: or or you, mean a or film you have piece? Well, well or then you you wheel you wheel Wilder's casket on stage onto home Wait, base or on the model. Is monologue. he dead? Yes, Gene Wilder's dead. This Gene is something for the after BL. Yeah, usually we do the celebrity obituaries. Uh, On the after B.O. Yes. Gene Wilder died in 2016. He's very dead. So you could wheel the casket out during the monologue. Never say why. You know, just Gene Wilder's casket. And that'll make people think Wonka. Maybe you get Johnny Depp to do a surprise. Like walk behind, you know, and, and Chalamet's doing his monologue. And Johnny Depp just like walks behind him chugging a huge wine bottle. And you never say why, because you can't promote Wonka, but people will know. No, you
0: could do the thing where it's like, why are you here? And he's like, oh, we have something in common. And then they could riff on that and ha ha ha, whatever. Right, um, right. And then it's like the audience knows. They're talking about they both played Wonka.
1: Yeah. So you could do that. And they of both course, look at the Gene
0: Wilder casket and they're like, you know. We got R. something R. in common yeah. with
1: him. And then yeah, they yeah, all yeah. then they all just like sort of look down their own pants and they're like, yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. And that's
1: what we got in common. Something like that. Something like that. Really? They can yeah. do that. Very um, crass. Very crass. But listen, it's it's on at it's on at 11:30. So they could get away with it. Yeah. In a way that we can't because, you know, we're drive time uh afternoons and, and we're, we're all ready. ages and we're all late. yeah. So there's ways you you could promote, but obviously the most direct thing would be the strike is over by then and Chalamet just comes out in the Wonka outfit and stays in it for the entire episode. Mm-hmm. That would be, that would be the best case scenario. So we'll see. I, I, I agree. I'm not super worried about these early projections for Wonka and that movie is, that movie is really just going to depend on, is it a actually good, you know, quote unquote, good movie in the sense that will it appeal to families in a big way? And, and those
0: Paddington movies
1: are excellent,
0: yep. but they're not big hits.
1: They're not big hits, but this is and a big right. it's bigger the same IP gentleman who did it. Yeah, yeah. it's so the same I mean, gentleman.
0: A, that's why I mentioned it.
1: Yeah. Um. So we will see. So, Clayton, I think this has been a jam-packed episode, despite oh, okay. there not being any big new movies at the box office this weekend. We still managed to put together a spectacular episode.
0: Effortlessly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So of course, email us the BOBoysPodcast at gmail.com. We love getting your emails. Thank you to Eric for giving us that incredible email about uh between two ferns and the hot wings. Um, we got some more emails that maybe we'll get through right after this on the after BO. Of course, after the show, it's the after BO, our web exclusive on our YouTube channel. So if you are not already a viewer and subscriber to the B.O. Boys on YouTube go to it and subscribe right now because right after this, we're going to do the after BO and I think we might get to another email that we got. Uh, We got some more emails. So maybe we'll get to that on the after BO. So go subscribe there. Email us the BO boys podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on social media at the BO boys pod. Thank you. Want to be senior intern, Christopher killing it with the, clips the vertical videos he's putting videos on the youtube channel on twitter x on tiktok so he's killing it there and of course thanks to Wanna o junior intern jack for providing us with the numbers behind the scenes and of course jack has his writing up on our sub stack so if you haven't already subscribed to the bo boys Substack, jack might have some more stuff coming up soon there give us five stars on apple podcasts and yeah I think that's it, Klein. I think we've done it.
0: I don't think there's anything left to say. No. Except for, until next time. We'll smell, smell, smell you, you and-